only be described as a Johnson Trump. What? You might rattle it in the nozzle and it's right, but you're not <laughs> applying enough pressure. 18th century, in feudal, 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 feudal Japan. Hello, and welcome to A Walrus Line. My name's Tony. Let me introduce you to Ant. All right. And to Matt. Yeah, why not? We're three friends who, on a regular basis, are going to share with you subjects that you'd never even thought about. In this episode, you're going to learn about war moments, the Edenbridge Scarecrow, and the Johnson Trump. Something in the order of maybe seven or eight views. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's fantastic. I've never even seen or heard of it. Have you heard of it before, Matt? No, what's that? Macaroni machine gun. No. Well, let Tony explain. Oh, well, you have to you have to look at my um, legendary YouTube channel um, for the yeah. explanation, and, and I would recommend you do that, because then I'll have something in the region of eight or nine yeah um so what what you do so what you do is you get yourself um a bit of macaroni um a little bit bent but not too bent not not like a big curly one just a yeah. end in your macaroni and you get yourself a suitably um um sized piece of spaghetti yeah so spaghetti can pass through the macaroni right and so you, you push that piece of spaghetti into your slightly bent piece of macaroni yeah but because of that little bit of bend in the macaroni what happens is you get maybe say a centimeter or so of spaghetti yeah snaps in the bend right and that little bit of snap spaghetti fires out the other end right and, and as you force the whole strand of spaghetti through the little piece of macaroni yeah right to the macaroni machine gun nice you take someone's eye out with that <laughs> you absolutely did <laughs> not yeah not if you'd cooked it first. No, exactly, yeah. My last thing I put on YouTube, I went down, my mum lives in Edenbridge and I got the train down probably about a year ago. And I was, uh, it's about like a five, ten minute walk from the train station to my mum's house around these sort of back streets and stuff. And as I was walking, I, got, I, 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 I felt a presence, Ooh. as Darth Vader said. And, um, <laughs> and I turned around and behind me was a scarecrow, right? What? About, yeah, about five foot tall. Standing stark still, right? And I thought, Oof. then I walked on a bit. I could hear sort of shuffling behind me. Turned around, the scarecrow was there, right behind me again, right? And um, and I and I kept on walking. And when I walked, the scarecrow walked. When I stopped, the scarecrow stopped. And uh, so I took out my phone and started to video it. Then I went round the corner. You have to go around a bit. There's like a bit of an alley. And the scarecrow followed me down the alley, and it had no face. It had like um. Like like a classic world's garbage pose, but like a sack face with a hat on, the straw coming out of holes and stuff like that. Then I, t- I filmed it for a bit. Then I walked down down the alley. Then I turned around and it and it disappeared. And uh, that sounds terrifying. It, it was scary. It was. And um, yeah, I thought to this day I've got no explanation for what? it. What? I was on the video. Expecting a punchline or something. There's no that... punchline. I just got stalked by a scarecrow. Yeah. But you videoed it. Matt, what should I search for on uh, YouTube? Um, search for Edenbridge Scarecrow. 
Get out of it. You're winding us up. The thing is, I think you have to make your own entertainment in the countryside, really. And I think, I suppose, that was what was going on. Well, somebody followed you dressed as a scarecrow. Yeah. Or it was an actual scarecrow. I haven't quite worked out which yet. It, incidentally, Matt, I've typed into YouTube, Edenbridge Scarecrow. Yeah. It's not actually one of the most commonly searched for options. That's I, you you surprised me. Has it come up? Yes, it has. Can you go full screen and let's have a look at it? Uh, uh, hang on, I'm going to select it. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. Our listeners, pause the podcast at this point and just go and have a look at YouTube and type in the Eden Bridge Scarecrow. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Can you see that? Yes. Oh, get it, out yeah. of town. <laughs> yeah. Piss off. That's terrifying. What is it? You didn't. <laughs> I'd have fucked that right <laughs> off. <laughs> Was there some little kid just winding up? I suppose so. The general public. That was but, horrible. But but she followed me. Like see the bit where it was. There it was kind of quite a secluded area. Which you walk down. It's a, it kind of it's a bit of a road to nowhere. Then it goes down the lane. Then it opens out to my mum's road. And she or he or it followed me down that bit. It was quite secluded. It was quite that's, unner- that's unnerved me. <laughs> it really yeah. has. I know. It's, I still have got no. Yeah. It must just be. Didn't... A weird kid. Uh, 178 views. Oh, I think I think that's about 171 more than mine. But but I had um, I suppose what we should do is um, explain to our listener what a wow moment is. I think that's quite important because we all know what a wow moment is, but perhaps um, our listener doesn't. So. Um, so a wire moment is something introduced to me by my friend Ant about um, a good 20 and a bit years ago. And a wire moment is um, is something that just makes you feel all kind of gooey and nice inside. <laughs> but it's a really simple thing. I don't mean, a, don't mean anything kind of sexual or something like that. And the, the example I was first introduced to a wire moment with um, probably doesn't make sense in 2020. Because in 2020... Um, you either do a contactless or a pin at the checkout. But in the late 1990s, you'd often be given the credit card chitty and you'd take a ballpoint pen and you'd sign your name on the chitty. But if you put that chitty on the rubber conveyor belt, the feeling between your pen and the chitty with the rubber behind it made you go, whoa. I love that. Just felt really nice. And, and, And so that was my first experience of a wire moment. And I've had many wire moments since. So another example of a wire moment might be when you get a new coffee pot, a uh, coffee um, jar. Um, it can be instant, could be a percolator, grains, beans, whatever. But when you take the lid off and you get that first fresh smell of a new coffee pot, mm. and you stick your nose in it and you take a big inhalation of fresh new coffee. That would be a wire moment. That is a wire. My, I, I think my ultimate wire these days is, and I, I guess I've had it for quite a while, but now I, I just, it gets me excited when I know it's about to happen. And it's normally around Christmas time, but it's a new pair of socks. And wearing a new pair of socks is just amazing. <laughs> I, it is. And that's just like, all oh, cough, soft and comfy. Or, 
you know, that smell of new pyjamas on Christmas Eve, but more so the socks, definitely. The war actually, because I told you about the war. You did. And believe it or not, Matt told me about the war. I don't think I did, because you told me about it. Ah, oh, no, not at all. You read, right, I'll tell you where it comes from. It's from the James Clavell book, Shogun. Okay? Yeah. Which is awesome. It's set in the 18th century in feudal, 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 feudal Japan. Um, and the sort of the Portuguese are just sort of landing there and the British and the Dutch are just sort of landing there, opening up trade routes and that kind of stuff. It's an amazing book, really good. Anyway, um, the main character is learning a bit of Japanese culture and he gets taught about the war and it's taking a simple pleasure in something beautiful and we've kind of adapted it into what we've explained the war to be but you read that book first Matthew I did but I thought war meant something else and I still do to be honest oh do you yeah over in 20 years of war. yeah well it's well what I think it is and it's in and it's on the same lines but but I'll tell you why I think you taught it to me because we both read the same book yeah. It's when we used to play golf. And you know when you like when you're about to do a great shot and you tow it into the bushes <laughs> and like you know it's quite easy to throw your club after it and yes. and you said to me, think of the war, which I thought I thought it meant like within your within your mind you've got like a seesaw and if one ends down because you're really angry, you just have to try and clear your mind and think of the equilibrium and try and make your like think of something nice to bring your seesaw level I like that and not let it affect you too much and then you won't sort of muck up your next golf shot I wish you'd told me that 20 years ago <laughs> no you told me that <laughs> I've never been that prophetic one of us has got a terrible memory <laughs> what I think you're describing Matt is some kind of meditational zen thing yeah which it is it's like a, it's like a, um, a terrorist thing, right. isn't it? Yeah, he might be right, actually, thinking back. Yeah. Because, like, I think, what was the, without getting too heavy, I think it was Tao, Taoism or whatever in Japan, which is very closely related to Buddhism, I think. I had a wild moment the other day, and um, it was it was somewhat poo-pooed by you, Ant. I actually obvious. <laughs> but I... Have you ever noticed? Well, no, not you, Ant, because you're too technical-minded for this. Matt, have you yeah. ever noticed yeah. that when you get a USB plug and you've got to put it into a USB socket, yeah. it only goes one way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so you would think, on average, roughly speaking, fifty percent of the time, you'd get it the right way around, and fifty percent of the time, you'd have to correct yourself. Yeah. You'd think, but it seems to me that. About eighty-three point four percent of the time, as a rough guess, yeah. it's the wrong way around, <laughs> and I don't know why. Why is it a disproportionate amount of times that a USB is the wrong way around? And when it's the right way around, yeah, wow. Right I think what it might be because you're so used to it being wrong, you you might you might rattle it in the nozzle. And it's right, but you're not applying enough pressure because because you've got that pessimistic mindset that you assume it's going to be wrong. So it might just be that you're not uh, you're not going into it with enough uh, conviction. 
you need you need the other type of wire to to balance yourself out. Yeah, but what yeah. what I find really frustrating though about the about the USB plug is you've got you've got USB A, USB B, USB C, whatever whatever they are, all the different shapes. So so you've got one that's kind of a a square with the corners locked off, and you've got yeah. the micro USB and the mini USB. And every single one of those is completely obvious which way it goes in. Yeah. Not your standard <laughs> main, main wall end of the USB. That's the one that catches me out every time. It's, but I think I've, I've learned after, after mucking about with USB for 20 years, I think I automatically look at the thing and you need the block on the bottom. Uh, but Matt, what you're about to say is what Ant said to me the other day. And I think what I'm going to say to you after yeah. you told me is that it's a load of bollocks because he was wrong too, but try it. I'm not well, wrong. Think, what are you talking well, about? <laughs> How are you ta I'm not wrong. It's I'm right. Well, I think that on the um on the males, I think the block's on the bottom and on the female, the block's on the top. It doesn't matter. The, the open blocks are always upright. They're always on the top. Yeah. Unless you're going in sideways, then it's 50-50. Yeah, exactly. All right, all right Tony. Mr. Smart Arse, you fact, that's, that's, let me look at my laptop. So I'm saying that on the on the yeah, on the female, the blocks on the top. I'm saying, yeah, correct. Yeah, block block top. So, so, so when 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 Ant pointed out to me the other day that actually all you've got to do is look for the two open holes and that'll be up. So the very first thing I did was went to plug my phone into the wall. Got a four-way multi-USB jobby for all the phones. I think everybody's got that at the end of their kitchen counter in most houses. And yeah. guess what? No, didn't work. The two holes were down. Listen, just because you've implemented something upside down. Yeah, it's right. What's up and what's <laughs> down on on something that's like portable like that, though? You yeah, can't no. really. You, you need I'm a static about... thing. Thank you, Matthew. I, I'm, yeah. Yes. Tony, you're a... <laughs> I, I, I reckon this too. I think that blocks are always up on the female. I'll, I'll check my PlayStation in a minute. See. What do you mean by the female? Well, the bit that it goes in. Yeah. Yeah, the bit that's on the thing that you're putting it in. So the, the male's the sticky out bit. Yes. The female's the sticky in bit. Yeah, but how can you see the blocks on the sticky in bit? What? I'm talking... <laughs> <laughs> what, how do you look at the blocks on the port? No, on the plug. What are you talking about? What plug? The USB plug. That's the male. Yeah. How do you look at the female? Well, you just look at it. What's <laughs> <laughs> that? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? <laughs> right, I'm going to show you. Let me unplug something. Little squares, top and bottom, and the ones that haven't got anything in them is the top of the plug. Um. Yes. What do you mean? <laughs> I'll, show, I'll, I'll show you. Oh, yeah, I'll, yes, I'll say yes then. <laughs> and I think I should point out that showing us isn't going to help our listener. I think I mentioned before, and you were disgusted when I find a spot on my back <laughs> and, I, and I work it with my little finger, or my, my, my pointer finger now, until it finally gives. And that is a, a moment of immense satisfaction when you finally get it to, to break. You know, that's oh, lovely. No, it's horrible. No, it isn't. I once done it in um in a in an antique bookshop in um 
in a Shaftesbury Avenue. I just couldn't resist. It's one of them things. You know, I found I found like a like I only get one about once a year. That's a good one. And um, <laughs> but then I but then I um, I put my finger down and I sort of found it and I squeezed it. And it it's a bit disgusting and popped on my finger. And I and I didn't know what to do with 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 the uh, you know with the gunk. So I wiped it on oh. my shoe. Because <laughs> I didn't know what else to do with it, really. I didn't have a tissue or anything like that. So. Well, at least you didn't wipe it on a first edition. Of <laughs> no, exactly, yeah. And them sort of things, yeah. But, yeah, no, that's that's very satisfying. I quite like it when I feel I've got a spot coming there. But I'm not alone in this. Like, there's um, the Dr Pimple Popper. There's a, a documentary series on television about it. I keep meaning to do a little... Um, uh, to, to add to my four video YouTube channel. Um, I keep, <laughs> keep meaning to do my coffee life hack. Um, and I suppose you could describe it as a wild wow moment every time I do it. But um, so we kind of, you well, most people would buy a jar of instant coffee mm-hmm. uh, and to save money, you might choose to buy the, that, that big pot that's kind of, I don't know, eight Ooh, inches with the across, tin foil. Inches. Yeah, with the tin foil lid. Mm-hmm. And you can peel back the tin foil and then you've got to somehow get that coffee from that big giant tinfoil top thing into the jar. But this is where everybody's going wrong. You don't peel back the tinfoil. So what you do is you get yourself a, a, a standard eating knife, you know, not like a big kitchen knife, like a normal knife and fork knife. And you kind of make yourself a little hole, maybe about, I would say one and a half centimeters square right at the edge so imagine it's a drum skin you know you're, you're right at the edge at the rim you make that little hole and then you can just pour your big coffee into your little coffee do you no not, mess whatsoever do you not need to make a hole the other end so there's no vacuum or does it not? <laughs> it's not a party for yeah or, or, or do you stab a hole in it and then one in the bottom, and then open the top, and then it all comes rushing out. And you have to... <laughs> it's not, it's not yeah, a exactly. either. Yeah. Well, well, maybe you should try shotgunning the whole lot in ones. <laughs> so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go off on a complete tangent, but I will come back, and it will become obvious where this tangent's going and why. But um, but when um, when Boris Johnson was elected, um, Boris Johnson course, for our American listeners, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Boris Johnson was elected, um, and um, obviously in America at the time or now, um, uh, so Donald Trump is the president, and I just thought it was a kind of a beautiful symmetry that they had Donald Trump, Trump being the word that we all used yeah. from the part in the eighties yeah. when we were at school. Um, and of course, Johnson being the word that the um, Americans, yeah. Americans use for a penis. I thought yeah. that was a, a beautiful symmetry. <laughs> um, but anyway, just park that. I'll come back off my tangent, and we'll come back to that. So, so I was. Um, I, I so we're talking about. Uh, I don't know. Uh, two years ago, coming up to Christmas, and um, I had um, I had this real flow problem. Two years ago. So coming up to Christmas, um, eighteen. Right. 18 months ago um, and um so i i i'd go to the toilet i'd relax and and this trickle would come out whereas you know i, I wanted to 
I really, really wanted to go and it was absolutely, absolutely horrible. Right. So I went to see the doctor. Um, now my doctor, I really like my doctor. She, she is a lovely, lovely woman, but it does not change your relationship when they're investigating um, the sorts of things they're looking for. Yeah. Which involves a, a doctor that you really do find quite attractive, sticking her finger up your bum. That yeah. changes a relationship with anybody. Once anybody has put their finger up your bum, your relationship is now on a different level. So did you think you had a chance beforehand? Not, not at all. But, <laughs> but that's not the point. You <laughs> just, it just, it, I, 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 I defy anybody to say that their relationship doesn't change with another human being once that human being has put their finger up your bum. Anyway, yeah. as long as you're not married, married is okay. Yes. Well, no, that still changes the relationship. Yeah, it probably does. <laughs> okay. It's um um more intimate than embarrassing i'm sure but in this situation um yeah it was embarrassing anyway so she's she's obviously looking for the worst she you know the the, the first thing they want to rule out is of course prostate cancer yeah. so she's, uh, she needs to feel the prostate um and she 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 decided that it was slightly enlarged um nothing major and that would probably be eased with some drugs that would improve flow so okay fine uh, we went with that and um and things started to improve a little bit, but I ended up in, in doubled over pain um, a few days later. When I say doubled over pain, I mean doubled over on the kitchen floor in tears. Oh. And, uh, uh, and my wife phoning um, the, um, um, the non-emergency medical thing, yeah. thing you know, listing off the symptoms and them saying, actually, if you're describing what you're describing... Um, can I make a diagnosis? Yes, of course you can. I would say you've probably got some kind of stone, maybe a kidney stone. Well, the, the interesting thing, Matt, is that actually um, you're probably better at uh, the job of being a doctor than the doctors right. were that night. <laughs> yeah. Because when I, when I got in um, and they saw me, uh, they, uh, they diagnosed some kind of um, um, inflamed prostate yeah isn't that your arsehole though no oh. um and <laughs> anyway so so uh, they gave me some antibiotics um um it didn't it's you have painkillers as well yeah painkillers um antibiotics kind of worked kind of didn't got a bit better yeah. went back for some more antibiotics got a bit better um then got worse and um and just at the point that i had an appointment to go back to the doctor I, yeah I, um, really strange sensation one day uh, and it, it it felt like something was physically inside my penis oh um, not one of them fish in africa was it <laughs> you know you've heard about the fish oh, i have heard about the fish <laughs> yeah i'm guessing it's not though no. i was i was bursting to go and um, so i went to the toilet and it, and it this trickle came out even though i was bursting and then like the popping of a champagne cork. Oh god! Oh. This 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 lump of something came 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 out of the end, like a, like a cork out of a, a champagne bottle, like a bullet. And then I then I filled I filled the toilet bowl with this with this foam, like yeah, you know, like with somebody <laughs> bubble bath in one of the, yeah. the <laughs> mountains on, 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 on New Year's Eve, at, you know, under Trafalgar Square. Like that, the toilet bowl just filled up with this phone, right. and but 
But what was happening at the same time was this absolute euphoric feeling. A bit of relief. Of having like a fireman's hose. Yeah. <laughs> this torrent. It was, it was just amazing. It was, you know, quite, quite honestly, better than any ejaculation. The, yeah. the relief. Um, anyway. Right, they do say, actually, on a side note, that the most euphoric feeling ever will be a feeling of relief. Well, and this, this was no, that. Yeah, no matter what type of relief, like a doctor saying it is benign, they say it's the three most beautiful words in the English language, but yeah. nothing yeah. will touch relief. So it's something that's been bothering you for a long time, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we've gone from that relief to, to now a little bit of a dilemma. The little bit of the dilemma is, I want to see this thing that's come out of the yeah, end. Yeah, I, I would want to, yeah. yeah. Oh, but, hang on, before you go any further, had you eaten sugar puffs? No. <laughs> 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 so we've got we've got to wait for this phone to clear because the last thing I can do is flush the phone away in case it flushes this thing. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, so so. I've, Sorry, I've can I just ask why was it foamy? Was it some kind of weird build-up wheel because the sheer force of your wheel? <laughs> Matt, if I if I, <laughs> yeah. I can yeah. tell you what um, Anyway, so once the phone cleared, I managed to fish this thing out, and um, I, I took it back to my doctor. Um, I, I cleaned it up. I put it in. You know, you, you know when you, you have an Indian takeaway and yeah. they do the the, um, the little pots, the yogurt and mint dip, yeah, that are green stuff. Well, no, it's, it's a kind of yellow turmericy kind. Oh of, yeah, yeah. The yogurt um, minty thing. Yeah, and every single household has got a, a drawer or cupboard somewhere that's completely full of all those plastic pots. Oh, I throw mine away. I'm, I'm quite a throw away or a thing. Oh, well, you're more disciplined than <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we, we, we had, well, a, a vast selection of these things. Um, so I, I, I chose, I chose an appropriate, I say appropriate, they're all the same. But I chose <laughs> <laughs> you chose your favourite one. <laughs> so can I just ask, why, why do you save them and do you use them? Well, in this case, yes, I definitely. Yeah, so that it was like it came in perfect hand, but but. but Let's come back like... to that. Let's come back to that. I want to hear yeah. the end of this story. So, so anyway, so I've taken it to see see my doctor, that the, the same doctor that I now have the changed relationship with. Yeah. Um, and I and I've done it in in quite a kind of um you know almost like a, a, a magician's reveal style. Yeah. <laughs> I kept the in my pocket. I said, so you know all this pain I've been having. Um, well, I had I had an experience yesterday morning when I produced that. Yeah, I used to show her this. <laughs> and, and, so you just showed you with your hands something that looked about two and a half inches big. It's in a palm. <laughs> no, you know, we Tony just put his hand up, but he's he was holding it like 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 no, no. like like the biggest no. diamond in the world. Well, indeed. So what you're what you're seeing is me holding the pot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, the pot. I thought you was holding the stone. We just so discussed the pot. The pot. So, within, <laughs> so within the pot is the stone. Anyway, she's 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 not opened the pot. She's had a look at the stone, and she said, "No wonder that hurt." Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so um, in, in her opinion, that was that was on the larger side of kidney stones that you might have. It was a kidney um, stone. But the um, but the the problem was by then I was I was on this path of diagnosis. I'd been referred to the hospital, so I had to go and see. Um, they, they were still worried about this potential of prostate cancer. Yeah. Um, so um, I was sent in to see the consultant, uh, Mr. Suba, or mm. Mr. Super as I like to call him. Um, anyway, so, um, so I've had a whole, whole... Mr. Subaru. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I've had a series of appointments with this guy, and this involves um, flow tests. Um, it involves further digital rectal examination, and and he was far less gentle than my doctor was. And, right. Yeah. So, but again, I, I still pick up on your vibes of the attraction. That's what it was. I still say that your relationship with any human being changes the minute they shove their finger up your bum. And my relationship with him changed at that point, um, which was uh, one of um, one of shock, really, because he wasn't very um, he wasn't very um, didn't introduce the 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 uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Digit. <laughs> he didn't build up to it. He just kind of. Shoved Straight it in, in. like he was potting the black. He was he was perfunctory in his um in his uh, investigations. Are you sure he wasn't opening a bag of crisps at the time or something? <laughs> Did he have both hands on your shoulders? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um anyway, so so there was a whole whole series of tests after that, and one of them is um an endoscopy. Um, yeah. So this is essentially this is a camera that enters down your chap. Oh, so I've had to go back to this appointment. I, I'm I'm dreading it. Um, it. It's not something that sounded fun at all. Um, and it's it's one of those moments where, uh, again, you want to be heavy but not hard because you've got a nurse there, and you want to you want to display your 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 manhood, but not in a um, but not in that kind of just come out the swimming pool way. Um, yeah. But so we've got this. We're in this room. We've got um, we've got Mr. Suba. We've got the nurse that's trying to get the camera in. We've got another doctor on the other side, and he's viewing all the all the screens. Um, and Mr. Suber, he's like um, he's like a um, like a conductor conducting an orchestra, and he's really yeah. proud. Um, but he's kind of giving me a um, he's giving me a guided tour of my inside, so that the nurse has got the thing in to say it's uncomfortable would be an understatement. But it's did not, you it's not... um, did they go in cold or did they? Because I know when you have the one up the bum, they give you some kind of drink that sends you sends you to bloody space lands. Did they do that for you? No, none of none of that. Oh, no. really? You was just there sober. No, no warming up, no masturbation, nothing. No, no camera, <laughs> restricted. Um, I think there was a bit of um, a bit of a kind of numbing gel or something. Really, but no sedation. That surprises me. No. And anyway, so 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 we're going in and we're we're up on the screen and it's like um like you're going through a, like an underground tunnel. But yeah, but Mr. Subber, he's, he's like you ever been on one of those like you ever arrived in sort of Glasgow or something and you've decided to go on the open bus tour and yeah. you've got. And you've got somebody saying, right, over here we have the <laughs> state buildings and over there is the monument of such and such. And, well, it's a bit like that. So we're going through. So here we can see the uh, urethra and uh, we're just going through the prostate now. The cloud you can see is some seminal fluid. Cloud? Through into the blood. <laughs> what were you thinking? Yeah, oh, I, 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 I'm, I just, I'm, I'm trying to... Um, I'm trying to do some kind of Darren Brown mind trick uh, <laughs> to take me out of the situation. But um, you know, if I could have got up and run, I probably would have done. It was it was uncomfortable. It was embarrassing. It was surreal. It was just the most bizarre thing. But but he was he was really quite. I mean, I guess if you're going to do that kind of job, you need to be um, you need to be proud and interested in what you're doing. But anyway, so we, we've he's, he's seen what he needs to see. No evidence of any cancer, thankfully. Um, yes, thank you. And, um, and he's, um, you know, and then they come back out. Um, but um, so they've asked me to, to go and get 
dressed and um, they're going to come and see me in 20 minutes with the results in the waiting room and and, and whatnot. Um, but I suppose Please if you've ever me. kind of if you ever kind of bled your brakes in a car and you've introduced air into the oh, system, God. okay, um, right, okay, you've got to bleed that air out. Yeah. Oh God. So anyway, I, I I didn't really think about that, but I'm I'm in the embarrassing hospital gown, you know, the one with leaves the back gaping yeah. in the corridor with your ass flapping, and I've gone back to the changing room. But whatever that that endoscopy does, it makes you really want to go to the toilet. So yeah. I'm busting to go to the toilet. So I've I've gone running in there. I've, I've pulled up the front of the back flappy gown. Yeah. I've gone for I've yeah, I've gone to re- release my bladder and to to, to do a wee, and um. But like trying to bleed the brakes of your car, if you've you know, done some work on the master cylinder or something, um, all, all that would come out is this kind of bubbly air um, <laughs> and can, can only be described as a Johnson Trump. What? When you did your, your Johnson Trump, was it like a public toilet thing? No, no, it was in oh. private. But I, I wish I'd been warned, though. I, yeah. I, I wish Mr. Subra had said, um, th- thank you for, for going on the tunnel tour of your urethra with me. Um, <laughs> please go off to the waiting lounge and where you'll experience the Johnson Trump. So, you've been listening to A Walrus Line, and thank you very much. Thank you to Ant. Yeah. And thank you to Matt. Yeah. Uh, but most of all, thank you to you for listening. So if you've enjoyed it, please do tell your friends. And if you haven't, why are you still listening?